Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dr. Emily Levy, who owns and operates EBL Coaching, a specialized tutoring program offering individualized research-based tutoring to children with specialized learning needs in grades pre-K to 12. Hey, Dr. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where your business is today and you know, who you love to work with? Absolutely. Well, my business has fortunately grown a lot from what it was back about 20 years ago when I was operating from my tiny apartment in New York City. And I now have a learning center in New York City, another learning center in New Jersey. And really since COVID, we now offer nationwide and worldwide virtual tutoring, which has been super exciting for me, a whole new world. But we have been able to develop such wonderful technology and resources to engage with students as though we're working with them one-on-one in person. So that's really been an exciting new adventure for me and just a great opportunity to help so many other new kids. Um, I would say I really love working with kids who have learning challenges, who have struggled for so much of their lives and are so used to rejection and low self-esteem and really just turning that around and making them feel self-confident, successful, and just really thrive academically in school. That must be so super fulfilling to be seeing those results and seeing those changes. It really is. In fact, just recently, the parent of one of my very first students who was in kindergarten at the time, and I'm dating myself, he had severe ADHD and severe dyslexia. His mother just recently let me know that not only did he graduate college, but he graduated graduate school and is now working as an engineer. So it just was music to my ears. And it really makes every challenge that I deal with worth it at the end of the day. Oh, that's amazing. So you you play your part and your team plays their part in actually changing someone's life so they can do the things they want to do, give them the best possible chance. And then it's over to them, over to you. Absolutely. Beautiful. I love that. So how do you get into this, this line of work to start with? What was it that made you want to say, yeah, I want to do my own business. This is my purpose. It's a great question. I have sort of this interesting path for how I got here. So I actually grew up in the field of special education. I grew up in Florida 
And my mother started and ran three schools for kids with learning disabilities. So I spent so much of my childhood working at her schools, being trained at different methods, but I felt like I wanted to carve my own path and not just live in my mom's shadow. So I went to college. I ended up doing finance, including investment banking for two years, thinking I would just do something totally different. Quickly realized it wasn't for me, quit my job and had a moment of panic living in New York City. How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to survive? And then I really just decided to leverage the knowledge and the training that I had having grown up in the field of special education. And I literally made cold calls to schools around Manhattan, told them about my background, and eventually started tutoring kids on my own. During this process, I ended up also getting my master's degree in special education, as well as my doctorate degree in general education while I was building the business. And then once I personally maxed out of my time for tutoring kids on my own, that's when I started to very slowly and organically bring other tutors on board who specialize in different skill areas. And now I no longer do any of the tutoring myself. I really oversee everything that happens. But it was very much of this organic path that has uh, led me to where I am today. That's fantastic. That is such a beautiful, fluid journey that you can see, okay, what you came up against, what you had to do. And I know this wasn't as easy as that. We all know this. But right. um, it's great to see. I want to just double tap on you know, bringing in new tutors because it's it's so tough for you know, business owners as they get to that level to start to remove themselves because there's only so much of your time you can do and as a ceo we still want to do everything there's yes. we have a passion and a love for all different aspects and we have to move out so what was it like for you to bring in uh new tutors to you know do the work that you do but also what was it like to bring in tutors who had a different speciality so it was like oh you're bringing in more than just you what was that like that's a great question. It was very scary for me in the beginning because I felt like nobody could be as good as I was or could be as passionate about the work as I was. And I remember in the very beginning, one of my first students that I brought on where I was not the tutor was this family that lived on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And I physically showed up to the first tutoring sessions with the tutor because I couldn't trust that the tutor would get it right on their own at the time. And I remember I showed up and the family lived on the third floor and they literally sent down this bucket with a key for us to take the key out and go inside the apartment. And I sat there and I watched the tutor. It was, it was actually a student who needed help with advanced math, which was a little bit out of my comfort zone at the time. And I remember watching the, the tutor engage with the student and thinking, gosh, this tutor is actually better at helping this child with math than I am. And it really led me to that realization that there might actually be people out there that can do these skills and teach this content way better than I could. And that was really a, a light that went off for me that it's okay that if I can't do every subject and I'm not the master at everything because there are other people out there that are happy to do the work and work underneath my umbrella and provide mm. this tutoring perhaps better than I could. Fantastic. So that realization, although it probably came from, I need to make sure they're doing the right job, or there was some worry or concern there or fear, it actually brought Absolutely. out because you were able to see it. What else is possible? What could come from this? And that, I guess, put you on your, your steps to, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep building. What I'm building 
purpose. I'm building an empire rather than just what I can do. Exactly. And that was a real eye opener for me. Fortunately, it happened relatively early on in starting my business and it just opened up so many more opportunities and so many more doors for growth. Fantastic. So as you were, as you were starting to grow through this, because I want to hear your story, your growth on, you know, what what you came up against as you were growing from you know just getting some clients maxing out your time bringing in more members of staff bringing in more tutors um what would you say was the toughest time that you you've had in in this journey you know i think for many years in the beginning of my time of starting the business i felt a lot of fear and anxiety that what if everything fails? What if it just collapses and now I have all of these bills and all of these expenses and rent and this and that? And what if something goes wrong and the whole thing just collapses? And it really was this fear that I carried with me for many years until I think I finally got to a point where fortunately I felt just really solid in what I created and, and this mm-hmm. sort of this piece that, you know what, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think I'm sort of past that. And I I think the other challenge that I dealt with and still do to some degree, but less so is feeling like everything needs to be perfect. I want every single thing that I do, every conversation that I have to be perfect. And I found that that would just hold me back. If I waited to send every email until every single line was perfect or any product that I put out, and I'm not saying it's not excellent because I do have high standards, but I think sometimes there's a gray area or a fine line between producing something that's excellent and being a perfectionist. And that was a gray area that I sort of had had some difficulty with for a while and sometimes do struggle with, but I think it comes from the right place. It's just a matter of at what point can I move forward so that this isn't holding me back? Yeah. I mean, we were chatting about this offline before the interview. It was these high standards that oh my gosh it can be so tough for your entrepreneurs especially as you grow and bring team members on you still have that passion of why you started this business you still have the desire to help and a little bit of people pleasing a little bit of over delivering a little bit of but I, I, I want to make sure there's no mistakes this this fuel can be why so many people struggle to take that that next level and it sounds like you know to a certain degree it did hold you back at that time and you managed to work through it was it for you the huh, seeing it and be like ah oh, look i'm i'm doing it i'm okay rather than try and work through it it was the experience that you had that's like it gave you that confidence that look at what i'm doing look what i've built um I think I need to trust myself, trust the process. Um, is that the, the biggest thing for you? Absolutely. I think that coming to that point where I felt confident and felt like I could trust myself and trust my decisions and know I was knowing that I was making the best decision in the moment, given the information that I had and just going with that has yeah. helped me a lot. And then I think the other thing is really just learning to reflect on my mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all do things that maybe we could have done differently. And sometimes if I get caught in a moment where I'm upset with myself or I feel like I could have done something differently, I really try to actively stop myself and say, okay, I made this mistake, but what can I learn from it? What can I take from it and do differently moving forward? And I do that a lot. And, and it really helps fuel me and keep me going and, and just really continue to learn and grow and get better at what I do every day. 
Yeah. And that that side of you, the, the sort of the coach, the educational side of you is, you know what you should do. You can catch yourself in the moment. It is so tough for, for us all because it's not just the thoughts and here's the what happened. There is the neurochemicals. There are the emotions that go through this. And so whilst logically, oh, my gosh, we know that mistakes are great. You can learn from them. But until you metabolize, until you work through these emotions, it's tough. It is so difficult. So how have you found that? What, are you, what do you do to you know, work your way through that? Not just mentally, not just, you know, you know, all this stuff, but to physically with yourself to move through it. Sure. I mean, it is very easy to look back and say, oh yeah, I did made a mistake, but I learned from it. But in the moment, it's definitely way more challenging. I mean, I've lost many hours of sleep being frustrated about a mistake I made and really having trouble letting go of it. So, and that's why I really find, and I've actually been doing some mindfulness and, and really trying to focus on being in the moment and not getting stuck in something that went wrong or something that I feel that I didn't do right, but really trying to make an active point to reflect on it and then move on because being stuck in it is not going to help me. It's not going to help anyone. But if I can reflect on it and then just move forward, that's really been something that's been helpful for me. Love that. And and who helps you through this? I mean, let's talk about it from a business point of view. Who's been the, the guiding lights? Is it, has it just been the experience? Has it been bringing on more people? Has it been you know, mentors or guides? Or what, what would you say is the biggest, the biggest thing that's really helped you grow as the business owner through your journey? Well, I do think a lot of it is my own self-reflection and my own looking back at, at what has occurred. But interestingly enough, my mother, who I mentioned started three schools for kids with learning disabilities, has now since also opened up a tutoring business in Florida. So she, it's a sort of like come full circle where she sort of you know, used a lot of what I created and, and, and created her own business. And so in some ways, we still deal with a lot of the same challenges in terms of running a tutoring business and mm-hmm. dealing with different personalities, different people. So we definitely reflect with each other and sometimes it's calling to complain about what happened with someone or something. And then we just sort of like to vent with each other, but it's really nice to have someone who is going through what I do because as the owner of a business, I'm kind of at the top and I don't really have a peer within my business. So I'm the one who's really in charge of solving the problems, putting out the fires. So I actually find that really talking to my mom is a nice way to work through some issues that we might have both dealt with at different times. Well, that's fantastic because, yeah, the life of a business owner, it can be a lonely journey. It's tough as you grow on your own, as you're at the top. And yes, you have your your team, fantastic team that do amazing work. But there is still that level of you know who else is going through this like people will be listening at home saying yes i wish i had that or i have that with this other person that's what i need so to realize that you're you're not alone to surround yourself with people who are um going through what you're going through been through what you've been through it's it's incredible right absolutely it makes a huge difference nice so let's let's fast forward to today so with everything that you've been through and shared with us so far what would you say are Where's your focus right now? And where what are the challenges that you're currently in real time sort of battling through or even processing you know, what they are? Well, 
So I think that I enjoy taking on new challenges for, for good or bad. I think that, you know, I always have a million things going on in my life, but from a work standpoint, it keeps me energized when I have new challenges that come up. In fact, one thing that I'm actually working on right now as we speak is um, I'm working on creating a software program to help students build their writing skills that integrates artificial intelligence. So that's been like this crazy challenge. I didn't know the first thing about artificial intelligence or how to find a programmer or how to really start this process. I've never developed a tech company before. So that's been this really cool new challenge that I've immersed myself in a little bit. And then of course, managing that along with everything else that goes on in my business is is definitely a bit of a challenge, but it's really cool. It's really exciting. And it's something I'm passionate about. Yeah, passion. I mean, you just eloquently described, you know, throughout this whole interview, your, your passion for what you do, why you do it, and the knock-on effect that you are, that you put it into the world. And there's the juggling act of you you love to be busy. And with business owner, there's so much stuff going on. There's so many things that there's fires over here, there's problems over here, but it's good and we're working on it. And you love that challenge. It, as you said, it energizes you. Yes. However, there is that balance of, oh, but it is still tough it is still tough on the business owner and as you know on this podcast we talk about the business owner what they are going through how it's impacted them so it's all good and easy to stand behind my passion i love this i'm okay when let's talk about the it's tough it can be really tough sometimes i want to share that message that again everyone out there you you're not alone with this it's normal sure what is it like for you as you balance all these work elements and i guess a lot of personal life um, elements and and dramas and amazing stuff. So what's it like for you as you juggle this? Well, it's, it can be a real challenge and I will say it's definitely 24 seven. I'm, I, my phone, my emails are going off all day long. And I think something I I started to notice uh, was happening frequently several years ago is that I used to check my email right until the moment I went to bed. And many times right before bed, an aggravating email would come in and it would literally keep me up all night and I would be perseverating over it. So what I actually started to do is at nine o'clock each night, I shut off my email and I put my phone in another, I have two phones. One is for work, one is for personal. I put my work phone and I charge it in another room and I tell myself whatever comes in after 9 p.m. I can deal with in the morning. And that that boundary really has helped me just in terms of my own personal life, my own personal health and being able to get sleep and not fixate on problems all the time. And then little moments. If I'm with, I have four daughters, by the way, if I'm with one of my daughters or if I'm with doing something with my family, I really try to be in the moment and just put my mm-hmm. email aside and not and it's, by the way, much more challenging than I'm making it out to be because sometimes I'm like, I really need to go back to work. I really, but the other day I was doing a puzzle with my youngest daughter and I told myself, I'm just going to be in this moment with her and I'm not going to worry right now about the hundred other things that I need to be doing work-wise. I'm just going to focus on being with her and being in the moment. So I think really trying to create my own boundaries for myself has been a big challenge but it's mm. also been very enlightening for me and so helpful in terms of just having more balance in my life. Yeah, because how, how can you grow your business? How can you serve at the best possible way without taking care of yourself, without actually enjoy? Because yes, you make a difference, but you need to enjoy your business. That's kind of the point of why we're in business. We need to love what we do, not just look at all this amazing hard work I'm doing. I love it, I love it, I love it. But 
I actually enjoy what it's providing for me and how it's adding to my life, not just constantly taking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And having that balance really helps me appreciate my business that much more. So what are the tasks that you find yourself still going towards as you continue to grow your business and um, shared with us that, you know, maybe another more locations as you continue to grow, how are you stepping away even further? Or is that another, you've stepped away enough and now there's a little task where it's like, I, I can't quite take this next step. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a challenge also is I definitely like to have my hands in everything and be a part of solving every problem. And I think as my business grows and as I take on new and interesting challenges, it's harder for me to have my hand in every single scenario that goes on. So I've been really building trust and allowing other people to take on more roles and trusting that they can do it just as well, if not even better than I can in many scenarios. So there's a lot, even administrative tasks that I did for so many years, paperwork, things that I really didn't have to be doing, but didn't want to let it go because I knew that I knew how to do it right and I knew how to do it best. But I'm really just starting to let more tasks go to other people who are awesome. We have a great team, but it's something that I need to actively continue to do in order to give myself a space to grow. Yeah, you just said it there. I I, I do it best. I know how to do it. It probably take you less time and there is the uh the contradiction to be able to you know, you know what you need to do but it's still so hard to do it yeah and you're getting there baby steps we all couldn't convince ourselves that we're doing it at speed or we know it's not quick enough but to see these things and just the way you say state of that it's you know, we hear that so so much i i can do it better no one else can do it as good as me that's the curse of the ceo and yeah. the steps you're making to move these out so what's what what are the next tasks that you're you can't wait to either remove yourself from them or can't wait to have that feeling of i'm finally ready and able to i think it's a lot of the the administrative things that i deal with and i have done mm. for many years the paperwork the logistics i'm and again i just sort of for so long felt like there was so much at stake and I need to do it, but there's only so many tasks that I can do every day. And otherwise I just get burnt out. So I'm really letting go of a lot of that. And it's giving me more space to come up with new, interesting, creative ideas that I find that if I am go, go, go nonstop and busy and doing this and that until I go to bed at night, mm -hmm. I don't have the space to think of those creative ideas that really propel me forward. So I really find that by letting go of some of those mundane tasks, it opens up so many new creative opportunities. Nice. So you want to do more work as the visionary with where yes. your business is going. Love that. So what's the plan? What's 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 going on this year that's that's going to allow you to to get to that particular role, and what's that going to do for your business? One of the big leaps is this expansion that we've done to these national and international markets. I, I just yesterday met with a boy who lives in Asia, who we're going to, of course, the time difference is tricky. But um, that, and we've developed so much uh, technology, resources, materials that we can use to engage with students, 
virtually. And I think that's something I'm really excited about is this ability to help kids who live in all parts of the world, especially those areas where they might not have access to resources like we have in New York City or in a big cosmopolitan area. So that's mm. been really exciting for me and, and a really nice expansion of the business as well. Love that. And again, it comes back to your, your core desire, which is your, your burning desire to, to help people. So those that don't quite have the access, you can do more, allow this to reach more people in a different way. And I guess the whole virtual world, which everyone in the last sort of three or four years, the world's changed dramatically with opportunities. It allowed us all to see a different way of, of working, of living, of, of connecting. And so it sounds like you've taken the opportunity and embedded it into the core of your business. That's been, in a way, a silver lining that stemmed from COVID is this whole new way, like you said, of working, of, of achieving and new products that now exist. And then the duality of that, the flip side is, yeah, and now we're all virtual. We, we can never switch off. I just said, you put your phone away. And it's a, every blessing comes with a curse. There's always these challenges that come with it. There's the entirety of the yes. And this is what we need to continue to, I think, to see and, and work with. So. Um, but I love what you're doing. Hey, Dr. Emily, thank you so, so much for sharing your journey, everything that you're going through in real time. It's, it's fascinating to hear. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Um, if people want to find out more about you and about the work that you do, where can they find you? The best place is our website, which is eblcoaching.com. You like Edward, be like boy, I like Larry. And then we also have social media pages under EBL Coaching, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Super stuff. So everyone, if you're interested, go and check that out. Uh, Dr. Emily, thank you so, so much for sharing everything today. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.